Welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Series Finale Podcast. The only podcast where three comedians watch and discuss the final episode of a television show they've never even seen. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Series Finale Podcast. If you like the show, and we absolutely know you do, Check out our sister podcast, Series Pilots, which you can pick up at, at patreon.com slash series finale. A bonus episode comes up every single week. You get it for only five bucks a month. We got as many episodes, we got hundreds, we got like 150 bonus episodes along with like 150 episodes of Series Finale. It's yeah, awesome. It is awesome. Uh, thanks so much for listening. And we, yeah, and if you like the podcast, go rate and review and find us on Facebook. You know, leave us a little comment reading a review brings me more happiness than when my you know when i propose to my fiance you know it's so nice when oh. you read a new <laughs> review it's like wow it, it, as long well we as, should as, specify now yeah, a good review not every not every review <laughs> brings you that much joy because <laughs> at the beginning of quarantine we did get a one-star review that called us out for misogynistic comments mm -hmm. And then to try to fix the situation, Jack, <laughs> Jack got us netted us like fourteen more bad reviews. Yes, that was a mistake, and I do. That was hilarious. Usually apologize, and it started with one dumb bitch who ruined it for everyone. <laughs> I th I think the person who made that comment had a lot of valid points. I think we can be misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I agree. I mean, the original post. I we've gone over this. The original review, holy misogyny, Batman is fair and we agree with her and we've done better but well we agree know. to an extent i think it's taking out of context the idea that we talked about the looks of an actress because we regularly more often than we discuss the looks of women we discuss the looks of men and the sizes of their <laughs> members so, <laughs> i feel like if anything bill belichick's huge titties have been all we've talked about for the last couple of weeks if anything we discussed the bodies of people and no matter Fairly. what gender they are, we go way too much detail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yes, you know, leave a nice review for the love of God. <laughs> Check us out and, on um, Parlor. We, we're really popping over there. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a very sad thing that free speech is being attacked, that Parlor is being pulled down, and now there's no more places to, you know... To threaten, to threaten and organize uh, political instability, <laughs> but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And speaking of pocket, talking about people's looks, the, one of the stars of this show, Justified, is known for his sort of ugly TV look, Walton Goggins. Walton oh, Goggins. Walton Goggins, yes. Um, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, we've discussed in the show before. He was on the finale of, uh, of The Shield, another cop show. He played... He played uh he played Shane, the guy who committed suicide after he tried to hit on like a fifteen year old girl at a convenience store. Jeez. Oof. I thought that was played by um the fighter and the kid guy. 
Brendan Schaub or Brian Callen? <laughs> Brian Callen. <laughs> Brian Callen, who we uh, we 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 have all met his uh, his accomplice, Stevie Blue Eyes. <laughs> I think calling him accomplice is unfair. <laughs> You're right. I shouldn't say that. Um, he's defender though, for sure. Um, Definitely, they're they're boys, dog. Yeah, and you know what? We stand with Brian Callen and Stevie Blue Eyes, unless they're found guilty. Sure do. Um, and then we turn on them immediately. immediately. <laughs> Walter Goggins. <laughs> Walter Goggins has had a run of shows recently. He was in Vice Principals. He had like his own show on ABC. That's like the Unicorn. And now he. Oh, he did. I didn't know he had his own show. Yeah, he's got his own show called the Unicorn. It's him and like Rob Corddry, I think, or something. And um, he plays a woman. He plays a he plays a man whose wife is dead, and his friends want him to get laid because they're like tired of him being boring, which seems kind of disrespectful to the wife. Now that I've laid it out, <laughs> they kind of he's in kind of a Robert Kraft situation. He's got a dead wife, and he wants to disrespect her memory. <laughs> the, yes, exactly. Um, but. This show is like I can't believe we're going to talk about Walter Goggins when really the star of the show is that like hot guy that people like Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. He looks a... like Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, he does kind of look like Billy Bob look. a little bit. What has he been in? Have we have we seen him in any other shows? I don't know who he is. <laughs> so he, oh, you're going to try to Henry Cavill, tell me, old Timmy Oliphants. He um. He was on a. We watched the pilot of Deadwood, and he played the the star. He was the star of that show. He he's always playing the same character, isn't he? I think most people. I don't do. know because I've I've only seen him in I think in this and Deadwood, and they play the characters they play are exceedingly similar. They're very similar, I would say. On Deadwood, he is the he is like a lawman, but I think on Deadwood, he's has his character is extremely righteous and extremely hot-headed, very quick to anger, and can't really control his emotions. Whereas I think his character on this show is similar that he's a lawman, but he's a little more laid back on Justified. Okay. Yeah, he's, you know... And, and John Paul, how much did you know on, about this show? I, I found this... I know we've talked about this a few times, but it surprisingly doesn't come up very often on this podcast. This was a confusing finale, for me at least. It seemed like he uh, was wrapping up like uh, a relationship with two separate characters that extended perhaps the length of the whole series. So I didn't get really a good sense for <laughs> who he was or what this show was about. Yeah, th- this was actually a pretty tough one to follow, even though it's just like a police procedural. It there was-, was a reveal of a pregnancy. There was a fugitive chase. There was tying up loose ends by telling one guy that the woman was dead, but she wasn't. But it was not really something that I had any he, kind of handle he on. He was remotely. also under arrest for the majority of the episode. It was oh, that's true. Yeah, Z- Zach, you might like this though. Timmy Timothy Alfin, he was in the, the movie Snowden. I love that with Lakeith Stanfield. Who? Lakeith Stanfield, America's greatest actor. He usurped Al Pacino probably in 2017. He's in Atlanta. <laughs> he's in. He's in everything now. I didn't know that. Lakeith Stanfield plays Darius in Atlanta, but he also had a minor role in Get Out. He was one oh. of the detectives in Knives Out. He he does I it like all. Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith's good. He's billed about fifteenth in the Snowden movie, though. 
So I don't think he had a huge part in that movie either. Was that the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes. Sick, dude. It's a musical too, right? Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's like dancing around because he falls in love. Yeah, he's like uh, He's like NSA, NSA, you're all fucking so gay. He sings that song. Are you listening? Are you listening to my phone calls while I'm hooking up? Ooh, Snowden getting horny. Um, yeah, Snowden the musical. I like that. That sounds good. Yeah. Snowden, Snowden the musical, but... musical would be hilarious. Yeah. But I always get him and um, the other guy who rubbed doo-doo all over the walls mixed up. Julian Assange. Julian Assange, who has... <laughs> it's very, very unfortunate for Snowden that they're associated because Snowden is like a very docile kind of like sympathetic figure. But Assange, you immediately think doo-doo, sexual assault, Pamela Anderson, <laughs> skateboarding in the Ecuadorian embassy. Assange is the bad it's, boy. It's not a good look. Yeah, so it's like Edward Snowden is Michael Jordan and Julian Assange is um, Dennis, Rodman. Uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that um, the fighter should ask Assange to come on the show? The fighter and Assange. And Brian Callen and Julian Assange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this show is about uh, Mar- U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens. Raylan Givens, uh, from what I can put together from reading a Wikipedia article, uh, lives in my lives in Florida, but he's called back to his home state of Kentucky to deal with some kind of issue. It's kind of confusing, but he's he's some kind of lawman. And he's, uh, he's dealing with uh, a woman on the run. There's some drug deal or some money buried somewhere. And he has some kind of relationship with this criminal, Walton Go- Walton Goggins plays. And I've heard this show referred to as a modern Western show, which I think you can see, especially in this one part, there's kind of like, like a standoff, drawdown, shootout a, couple, mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, he wears a you know he wears a cowboy hat so yeah I hated to be honest I thought the show was sick the way it, originally I thought it ended because it sort of climaxes at this um, part where all fans going up against a henchman in an old western draw and um, they both fucking shoot each other and it looked kind of sick that was like the highlight of the show I thought and then of course naturally like Oliphant actually won. And the bullet just seemed to graze his head. <laughs> and yeah, it got really, I mean, it cut, he was bleeding. I mean, that was pretty close. Yeah, but I just thought, I thought it really, they had some guts and they were going to just end with Oliphant getting a bullet to the dome. And uh, unfortunately, they yeah. didn't go that way. <laughs> don't you think that would have been also, way better? I, yeah, um, I mean, Oliphant- I don't know because. Go ahead. Oliphant didn't seem that wholesome or like redeemable or likable to me. I would have been fine if he ended up dead. John Paul, what were you gonna um, say? Although I love my favorite scene in the show is like the scene at the very end when Oliphant and Walton Goggins like have their talk in prison. That is I would cool. be bummed if we didn't get that if we didn't get that that uh that scene out of there. I find that both in this show and on the shield, Walton Goggins 
he's like, he's so good at these like playing these sympathetic characters. I really feel for him all the time. Didn't you just something about tell him? Us you... That Walton Goggins in the Shield was like a rapist. That's why he was in shot, shot himself. I said he hit on a fifteen-year-old girl at a convenience store, which is not good. You shouldn't do that. But I still felt sympathy for the guy before he shot himself in the face. And you believe that was because of the character, or you believe that was because of the ca- the actor, not the character? I just think, I mean, I just think that Walton Goggins is is a tremendous actor. I think he he brings it all the time. I think he's too weird looking. It freaks me out. His big I don't hair. Even think His weird lookingness looking. is like. You don't? No, I don't think he's crazy looking. Uh, I think he fr- he freaks me out for sure. In. Um, Oh, you know what Walton Goggins was in the other show that we did, The Unrighteous Gemstones or yes. The Righteous Gemstones? Yes, and he's pretty good in that. Oh, really? Yeah. What did he? What was he in The Righteous Gemstones? I forget. He plays. I think he was like, one of the brothers, or or the rival Reverend, maybe. No, you know he plays he plays John Goodman's bro- cousin or whatever. Hmm. And he comes in the show later. He might not be in the first episode. Yeah, because I don't remember him on that show. Yeah. He, um, but he's, you know, we. But I like Walton Goggins. We, we this podcast goes goo goo for Goggins. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually s- sort of had an experience before when I was like a U, you know, like some sort of a U.S. Marshal? marshal slash like maybe I was a fugitive being chased down by a U.S. Marshal, and um, so I'll explain really? my story right now. I was a fugitive in the. Deep in the south, after I had stolen Nancy Pelosi's lectern, after I had lost my way during the Capitol <laughs> tour I was on and walked into a coup, <laughs> I had argued with my wife about the price of the admission for the stupid tour, and then I saw the prices at the gift shop and told her we were getting fucked. She told me to put down the lectern, and I threw it in the minivan, and we headed back to Mississippi with the pulpit on the kids' laps. My wife was looking for some music to play on my phone when she noticed I had recently subscribed to multiple male-only fan accounts. Man, male-only, only fans <laughs> accounts. Rocco Sefredi <laughs> and Lexington Steele. I told her sex work was work and she was being a bad feminist. And she told me she was more offended that I preferred to support the male actors, which I argued was sexist and possibly homophobic which she replied, it's only homophobic if you're a homo. And she left me at the, <laughs> <laughs> she left me at the highway rest stop with the Pelosi pulpit. I walked into the facility with the pulpit on my shoulder and without a mask on, and some dumb bitch <laughs> at the greeter kiosk <laughs> called the cops on me. I, I dashed into the, the woods and was hiding in the swamp using a small straw to breathe underneath the water. Uh, but Smart. I yeah, but I had forgotten to hide the pulpit, and it was just standing upright next to me, <laughs> which was a dead giveaway. <laughs> the cops grabbed me and called me a terrorist. I said I was sorry about the mask, and they said, "No, you're not being arrested for committing. You're not being arrested for not wearing a mask. You're being arrested for committing domestic terrorists." To which I said, "What? What? What?" <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. You went whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Damn dog. So 
I guess we'll find. I, I, okay, I guess we'll find what happened to you later. Yeah, a bit of a cliffhanger. It sounds like you didn't know you were getting canceled. <laughs> I was also a U.S. marshal tracked with uh, hunting people down who broke federal law. On January twentieth, twenty twenty, Joe Biden and Cop Mala Harris took control of the United States. In their new COVID bill, they gave out fourteen hundred dollars, but also pledged to zealously enforce federal marijuana laws. Up until this point, the federal government had taken a lax stance towards state laws governing marijuana. They allowed the states to legalize marijuana, but federal regulations prevented people from using credit cards at these checkpoints. My job was to head to legal state dispensaries and arrest anyone and everyone in the building. From burnt out stoners (laughs) to elderly couples in their late 60s trying to treat their glaucoma and spice up their marriage... I would put them all behind bars. However, upon arriving to the Netta dispensary in Brookline, Massachusetts, I was struck by the fact that everyone was paying in cash and no one was using credit cards. For Hmm. all my life, I had heard that marijuana smokers were irresponsible, and yet here was a group of people (laughs) using cash to buy what they had properly budgeted for. Instead of arresting the members of the the marijuana smokers, I decided to hear them out. We smoked up a joint, and then I went to the bank across the street and arrested the head of the bank for issuing a credit card. I I, I then marched down to the Capitol and declared martial law. However, this wasn't just a riot. I had a plan. All credit cards were illegal, and issuing them was punishable by death. We would now live in a fully cash fully marijuana society. So in the end, I ended up flipping to the side of the criminals. Wow. Wow. But I mean, it, but I mean, you're going against credit, so I, I can't, I can't fault you. I had to attack the big banks. I had a similar situation where I also was a U.S. Marshal. Really? Ever, yeah. Ever since I was little, I had wanted to have a career in law enforcement. My father was an FBI agent, and I had always looked up to him, and I wanted to be just like the guy. My father was having a great FBI career until one case derailed it, and his rise through the ranks of the FBI stopped. He began drinking excessively and watching old episodes of Bonanza all day, <laughs> effectively killing his career and sending him into a deep depression that he could not even cure with daily walks around the block. Like my father, I wanted to go into law enforcement, so I became a U.S. Marshal. The U.S. Marshal program was created in 1789 during the presidency of George Washington and is the oldest federal law enforcement program. The U.S. Marshals are responsible for protecting federal judges and are famously responsible for apprehending interstate fugitives as portrayed in the movie and TV show, The Fugitive. When I became a Marshal, based in Georgia, I knew there was one fugitive I had to take down. The fugitive that had ruined my father's FBI career. Richard Jewell was a security guard who had discovered a bomb in a trash can during a 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. He had warned people and saved many lives when he had evacuated a nearby building before the bomb detonated. He was hailed as a hero and celebrated nationwide before my father in the FBI decided that he was a suspect, bringing intense media scrutiny and misery upon him. The FBI brought Richard Jewell in for questioning, and for three months, he was the prime suspect in the Olympic bombing. The media had painted him as a fat loser who lived with his mother at the age of 33, so it was easy for most of the country to turn on him and assume that he must be the bomber. After three months, the FBI announced he was no longer a suspect, and Richard Jewell went on with his life, but my father's career was ruined, and I could not let this stand. 
Richard Jewell still lived in Georgia, so I drove to the town he lived in and hung out at the local grocery stores until I saw him pushing a cart around and uh, approached him. I approached Richard Jewell and said simply, I know what you did. Richard Jewell asked me who I was, and to intimidate him, I took a lobster out of his shopping cart and stepped on it. That's who I am, Jewell. You may have fooled everyone else, but I know what you did, and I'll have my eye on you, boy, I said as I wiped the lobster guts off my boot and walked back to my car. This began a system of sustained harassment against Richard Jewell and his family, where I would hang around outside their house, flashing my gun and lighting fireworks off in the middle of the night. One day in 2007, I watched Richard Jewell's wife, Dana, leave for work and slipped inside his house to confront him. I walked into his bedroom when he was getting ready for work as a sheriff's deputy and drew my gun on him. I told Richard Jewell that he was under arrest for the bombing of Centennial Park in Atlanta, Georgia in 1996. I told him that I had the balls to do what no other law enforcement agency had. Richard Jewell protested and said that he was innocent. I asked him if he didn't bomb the summer games, then why no other suspect had been looked at in all these years. As I was handcuffing Jewell, Richard Jewell said that Eric Robert Rudolph had been arrested and convicted of the summer games bombings and other bombings in 2003. I pulled out my phone and Googled the name Eric Robert Rudolph and was shocked to see that he was correct. Eric Robert Rudolph had been arrested in 2003 and confessed to the Summer Games bombing and other bombings in Georgia. Unfortunately, I had already given Richard Jewell a discreet injection on the back of his calf that caused heart failure. And so by the time my phone put back in my pocket, he was dead. I uncuffed him, got back in my car, and headed back to my office where I would put a phone call into Eric Robert Rudolph to get him to confess that Richard Jewell was his secret partner so oh my, my father's God. legacy could not be tarnished. <laughs> wow, that's so sad. R.I.P. to Richard Jewell. He did die in 2007 uh, from quote-unquote heart failure. <laughs> I think Lizzo should do a, a tribute song for Richard Jewell. What would yeah, it be I mean, called? It would be a... <laughs> <laughs> what would the Lizzo Richard Jewell song be called? Jewel of the Jewel of the Nile, Dick Jewels. I love my Dick Jewels. I love my Dick Jewels. You saved the country, and no one respected you. I Do you love think my Richard Jewels used Prince George as a pseudonym when he wanted to remain anonymous? <laughs> Prince Albert. Prince Albert. <laughs> R.I.P. Richard Jewell. Did you guys see that Clint Eastwood movie? No, did you? It was heavily advertised. Devin cried. No, I didn't it. see it. She cried? Yeah, I mean, it's a, such a sad story. It is sad. You know, they bully this man who saved people's lives, you know, just because he, literally it's fat phobia. Yeah, is he a hero of the fat community? Oh, it's definitely. Uh, he's probably a martyr of the fat community. Why would he be a martyr? I mean, uh, because de- he died. Because he's dead. Because oh. of obesity, possibly. That's not, that's not known for sure. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Richard Jewell sued a lot of people for libel. The fat community could sue me for libel for stating he died <laughs> due to obesity. Just- I just told you that I injected him in the back of his huge calf. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm thinking of, though? The fat, the healthy at any size movement sounds a lot like the coronavirus deniers, you know how people are like, oh, you know, if a guy gets hit by a bus and then they test him for COVID, they say it's a COVID death. That's like kind of <laughs> like when people are like, oh, if a guy dies because he's 600 pounds, they just say that, even if he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> it's kind of the same Dude, I don't, argument. I, do you think they should make a statue of, for Richard Drew or would it cost too much? <laughs> <laughs> 
the materials would bankrupt any city that tried it. What they should do is take every Columbus statue's head and use that to make the body of Richard Jewell. That would be a good recycling project. That would be good. And I mean, the as I've seen in Sopranos, the Italian the Italians do tend to have some poundage, so a Columbus head would probably have some mass to it. Some of my favorite Sopranos like troll shit posting like discussions are when people say, Does the Sopranos glorify obesity? <laughs> <laughs> does anyone well, I mean, does anyone really like suffer health consequences for being super fat on the show? Um I mean, Vito gets beaten to death. Well, Vito, yeah, that's a good point. Vito's obesity leads him to go on to blood pressure medication, which leads to homosexual behavior that ultimately <laughs> leads to his death. But they probably chalk it up to a COVID death. Dude, that was the thing. Vito started hooking up with that fireman, and I felt like that fireman was so out of his league. Like, Vito is like 400 pounds. Yeah, yeah but, but you... Vito it could be a bear. Like, Vito still has sex appeal if that's Johnny Cake's type, you know? <laughs> I, I guess, though, I but I mean, that guy was in shape, and he was a, he was so much better looking. Yeah, but being thick for a woman is very in now. Maybe in the gay community in 2006, Vito was just thick. He had a big bank. <laughs> Vito was thick with two C's. Dude, I think that there was a, um, there was like a True Life episode about this, where it was like, I'm... It was like, I'm wicked overweight, and my partner's not. Which is crazy that that was a specific episode. But there was like a gay oh, guy. Oh, really? Yeah, there was like this big, fat, huge, huge. I mean, bigger than Vito, probably 500, 600 pounds. And he would go visit this guy who was like a buff, buff man. And um, he would like feed him and like pet him and stuff. It was weird. Jesus. <laughs> it was there is a certain community that fetishizes fat people. And they'll there will be things called feeders, people that get off on... Se- people that get sexual pleasure out of feeding fat people food and watching them gain weight. Fat feet. They're feet feeders. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. And they, and they just feed. <laughs> they don't even feed the feet, but they, they just inject silicone into the feet so they blow up. <laughs> Do you think that's how Richard Jewell paid his legal fees? He had an OnlyFans for... <laughs> <laughs> Rest in it's peace, possible. Richard Jewell. Yeah, Richard, seriously, Richard Jewell was a heroic man who did much more with his life than I ever have, and I appreciate Richard Jewell immensely. And it sounds like he was wrong. Yeah, he was. A, he, but you know, he was also wrong too because he got unlucky with the person who d- chose to direct a movie about him. Because Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood, yeah, Clint Eastwood picked him, and you know, people are mad at Clint Eastwood all the time because he's obviously a Republican, and. Um, <laughs> And so, like, it's just, like, this Richard Jewell story is an amazing story. You don't have to make it any more crazy than it was. And yet, you know, Clint Eastwood's really sticking it to the media there. And the, throughout the movie, I think they, he really makes a point to stick it to it. And it's just like, oh, if, like, you know, if Elliot, you know, directed the Richard Jewell movie, it would have been much more well-received, I think. Elliot Page. The Richard Jewell movie was... Jack, I don't know. I think you're you're living in a very myopic worldview, too influenced by Twitter. If you believe 
that Elliot Page is a more respected auteur than Clint Eastwood. I think Clint still <laughs> has a leg up. Clint has made some amazing movies, including recently. Like, no, but I yes, think there are people who aren't fond of Clint personally, and there are people who aren't fond of Clint's politics. But I don't think anyone thinks Clint is an absolute hack job of a filmmaker. Uh, I think some people don't like Clint. Otherwise, I don't know. Otherwise, I mean, Richard Jewell would have taken home all the Oscars. No. And they did you think it was a? Did you think it was a good movie? You liked I've it? I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've read the. Wikipedia. I think we should. I think we should submit the script for Richard Jewell too. We should make. We should. Richard Jewell comes back. Bigger and blacker. And he. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back, and yeah, he's played by Earthquake. Is Earthquake alive? <laughs> Bruce Bruce. He's played by Bruce Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and um it's it's Melissa McCarthy, Richard Jewell, and Lizzo <laughs> as Ghostbusters. <laughs> and they're, they're at the they're at the ninety six Olympics where all those people died and all the ghosts are running. <laughs> I think that could be good. I think we created a pretty that- solid movie. But what yeah, does that, that does do sound with good. Justify? It's a peer, it's a '90s period piece. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Everyone's um, wearing Fubu. <laughs> <laughs> what else did they do in the '90s? I had a Fubu sweatshirt. Uh, I don't think it's that crazy. No, it's not that crazy at all. It's a good brand. Yeah, for us, yeah. by us. For for Jack, by us. <laughs> that seems not right. I don't like that. <laughs> For Jack, I mean, if you just if you you kind of scratch out one part of the U, it is FJBU for Jack by us. I like that actually. That's pretty good. Earthquake um, was in yeah. the Air Force for eleven years. Really? Yeah, he should host like a Stolen Valor show. Ooh, dang! They must have had to use like super high powered engines to get him off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Earthquake is fat. <laughs> I think, uh, let's look. But I mean, why would your name be Earthquake? Because you, when you make jokes, you bring down the house. Oh, you think it does? Oh, seem like, no, you're right. I thought earthquake, earthquake was fat. Earthquake is not fat. Bruce Bruce is oh, fat. Oh, he's not fat. I, the, well, are you sure Earthquake's not yeah, fat? Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Bruce Bruce Bruce. I mean, Earthquake is not American fat. He's definitely. He might be European heavy. You know, but he's it's not shocking. American fat. <laughs> When you Google the word earthquake, he's not the first thing that comes up. I didn't, no, you know. <laughs> the natural phenomena is. I had the same thing happen. Uh, uh, how stupid is that to type in earthquake and assume that the comedian named earthquake will be the first thing that comes up? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, what else happened in the show? Um, justified. She. Well, we've already t- we've talked about uh, we talked a little bit about uh, this. You know the thing I really like this uh, this uh, meeting with Raylan Givens and Walton and Gog- Walton Goggins. Let's uh, listen to a little clip from that right now. What is that? Uh, Her death certificate, boy. Oh, it says Carolyn Dean, right? The name she was using at the time. Her Oklahoma driver's license. Well, a lot of people can look like. We match the DNA to a hair from a broken heart. Three years ago, 
car crash in West Texas. We'd barely missed her in Tulsa. She was likely driving all night trying to, you know, put some miles between us. Fell asleep at the wheel. We only found out two weeks ago when the other Carolyn Dean discovered someone had used her name, raised a fuss. Was she alone, ain't it? As far as I know. Well. Okay, then. Maybe it's for the best. For who? Well, she was trying to get out. But I just don't think that's possible. Follows you behind somehow, right? Hell, sometimes I think the only way to get out of our town alive is to have never been born there. But then, of course, there's you. How's life in Florida? Pretty much as advertised. He wouldn't like it, though. A lot of Jews. Braylon Givens, if I didn't know better, I'd think you're trying to provoke me. Now, you know Jesus Christ was a Jew. I've heard. Oh, it just comes right off, right in your ears. Yeah. The sultry tones of Walton weird-looking Goggins. I do think he is, he is like just perfectly ugly for acting. You know, he looks weird, but in an interesting way. Yeah, he's he's fine. I mean, I think we've given him enough airtime. The Goggins. You're right. I've, <laughs> I, can't, I've really got, I really can't stop gushing, gushing over Walton. Gushing I can't for stop. Oh. I mean, I I have I have a problem and I need help. Did you see the Richard? I'm Jewel? ready to go to a Did meeting. Did you see the Richard Jewell movie, John Paul? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna now. Now that I'm done this writing assignment, I'm gonna if watch Goggins Richard Jewell. were in it, I bet you would have seen it already. Dude, you know what's crazy? There's a there's like a there's a, a mini series right now about Richard Jewell. I'm not even kidding. We should do it for the pod. Richard Jewell got a miniseries? Really? This is so Hollywood. Like a movie, a miniseries, and a documentary all come out in the same year. Yeah. All, you know, 13 years after he died. Dude. Yeah, it's so sad. It's because he he, entered uh, the public domain. So Steamboat Willie and Richard... (laughs) Steamboat Willie plays Richard Jewell. That's great. Yeah, Richard Jewell. Dude, it's on CBS All Access, too. Oh, we'll have to watch. Oh, it, it is. Yeah, it's called yeah. Manhunt: Deadly Games. <laughs> wow, that is when you know the story of Richard Jewell, and it's called Manhunt: Deadly G- Game. It's kind of a, it's kind of a misleading well, title. It's a bit of a bait and switch. It's actually about uh, Clint Eastwood in his difficulties being a Republican in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> and it's produced by Elliot Page, which is the most shocking part. John um, Voight's that in is it, shocking. and so is Caitlyn Jenner, a famous Hollywood Republican. <laughs> <laughs> the murderous Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Richard Jewell was shouting for that woman to get out of the way while Caitlyn ran over. But because she <laughs> didn't jump out of the way, he couldn't live with himself, and he threw himself off a cliff, and it caused a tsunami that destroyed Japan. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. The fat one, Richard Jewell. I like now in the show. We, the clip we just listened, the clip we just listened to, with the great Walton Goggins, who can, I cannot Jewell. stop talking about <laughs> Richard Jewell. 
They're talking about this woman who uh, who <laughs> Timothy Oliphant says is dead, but she's not dead. She's alive. Timothy Oliphant just decides that he's not going to take her in because he has sympathy for her because she has Walton Goggins' kid. If you guys are U.S. Marshals, if you're law enforcement officers, what is going to make you sympathetic to a suspect? Is it that they have a kid? Is it that they um, alcohol? Is it that they have a lot of money? Alcohol addiction. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If, if, you, if you're if an addict, Walter you can do Goggins wrong. had said, if Walter Goggins was behind that window and he said, "I have 24 hours sober," I would have smashed out the window and pulled him through and said, "You're a free man." Dude, my least favorite moment of the show is in that final scene where, oh, not final scene where Oliphant lets the woman go. Dude, he finds out she had the kid. He says this line. I think this is one of the stupidest lines in TV history. He has a moment of realization as to why they were unable to find him. He basically slaps his head and goes, oh, they were looking for a woman, not a pregnant woman. <laughs> like, if you're Dude, pregnant, pregnancy is a great disguise. But it doesn't alter your face. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like some of the Capitol Hill rioters, they shaved their face. It turns out they should have just gotten pregnant, and then no one would have ever found them. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's female privilege right there. That's, you know, that's female no, privilege. You they, can get pregnant. Check your words. Check your privilege. That's womb-having privilege. That's, that's womb-having yeah. privilege. You, you're right. I'm sorry. That's womb- shit. That's you sound like, having privilege. You sound like if you... Clint Eastwood, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's womb having privilege that you can get pregnant to change your appearance. <laughs> yeah. Although it's not I, the, too much of a privilege because I think you can be fired for pregnancy in the United States. Well, no, it's a private pregnancy company. is a protected a class. Company. No, it's a private company. <laughs> they should be allowed That's to do That's incorrect. What they want. Pre- you business. cannot discriminate pregnant against pregnant people in the United States legally. Unless you're a in- baker. <laughs> <laughs> in my libertarian haven where we have posters of Richard Jewell everywhere in every house, mandatory. <laughs> we, pregnant women are not a protected class. In fact, they're a demeaned class. Well, they should we, definitely we, be protected. Not in my town. Not in my justified town. Well, if I was a law enforcement officer, I would have taken her in. I only would have, because I'm such a libtard, I only would have let her go if she told me she had an abortion. <laughs> Lena Dunham style. <laughs> if she had said, hey, I got an abortion a couple of years ago, I'd said, hey, you know what? Good for you. Do you think that marshals are like, you know, cops are obviously hated right now in the world. Um, they can't even win on the side that they usually win on. So do you think that... But I feel like marshals are always sort of people are still down with marshals. Marshals seem cool, you know. The I, the fact that they're like the number the first federal police officer is like pretty sweet. I'm remember, pro marshal. Remember when that Asian doctor got dragged off of a flight though? Were the U.S. marshals involved in that? Because they're involved in a lot of things on airplanes. So if they did that, then I think people would not be too happy with them. Hmm. I think that was I'm, probably I airport couldn't security. Say, I don't know. Marshals are on that, planes a lot. U.S. Air Marshals. Richard Jewell found a bomb on that Asian man. It was dragging him <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, I think people do have a positive view of, of U.S. Marshals, partially because Tommy Lee Jones played one in the movie The Fugitive, 
and its lesser beloved sequel starring Wesley Snipes, U.S. Marshals. That's kind of ironic. Wesley Snipes played a lawman, but has high-profile tax evasion cases, right? <laughs> well, actually, in, in, in U.S. Marshals, Wesley Snipes played a fugitive from the law, a wrongly accused fugitive from the law, just like in real life. Was he wrongly think- accused of tax evasion? <laughs> I mean, are t- is it le- is it truly legal for the U.S. government to collect taxes from you, basically at gunpoint? I don't know. Wesley Snipes, patriot, for evading taxes. Wesley, <laughs> Wesley Snipes, sovereign citizen. Zach, you have been at the um, the the you know the the government tried to take you down. They audited you. Did you feel like you were being oppressed? No, I didn't. I felt extremely concerned, fearful, and nervous, and anxious for 12 weeks. How do you think being oppressed feels? Because I think that would be how you would describe it. Uh, Let me just say this. You don't want to be caught in the crosshairs of the U.S. government. Mm. Is that part of why you stoked so much division and got the Capitol invaded because you wanted to pay them back? No, I did not (laughs) stoke division. And I would not go, and I don't think anyone should have gone. Also, because there is still a pandemic. You shouldn't be congregating and screaming at people in a pandemic. You know what I mean? But uh, I don't I don't know. All I know is um, that I don't know anything. That's what all I'm going to say. Hey. This guy's BDIing. This guy's BDIing it's, so hard. If you want to hear his it controversial happens. opinions... Hop on the Patreon, folks. No, to be fair, my yeah, opinions are I don't want them to be controversial. My opinions is a lack of an opinion. I don't have a strong opinion on the situation. That's sort of, yeah. Five, bu- five bucks a month. Check it out. It's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Unlike, apparently, the show that I picked for us to watch this week. Let I'm me sorry. say yeah, one more thing about Justified. I Wait, Zach, is that how you describe your penis to women? It's a lack of a penis, so it's not really a penis. So, like, don't worry about it if it doesn't satisfy you. No, but there is a hilarious small penis tweet that was going around this week. I'm, this is basically a meme minute. Some guy said, uh, so, some guy tweeted something like, oh, yeah, it's a small, my penis is small, says the woman who has literally no penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a good tweet. I've I've seen that. Yeah, I shared that on Facebook a while back. That's a funny one. That is really funny. Let's do let's do a meme minute here, folks. Okay. We haven't done a meme minute in a minute. Um, okay, I got. I'll start off. Spider Man pointing at Spider Man pointing at Spider. Okay. Okay. Um, Timothy Oliphant as a U.S. Marshal in Justified pointing at Timothy Oliphant as a U.S. Marshal in uh, Deadwood pointing at Timothy Oliphant as a U.S. Marshal in the new series of Fargo. Oh, Timothy Oliphant's in Fargo? Yeah, I am you. You are me. Ooh. Yeah. Any... Interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let me see here. Um, uh, sweating superhero. And the sweating superhero is Richard Jewell. <laughs> 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 one, one button says... Uh, one button says... Uh, expose the bomb and save hundreds of <laughs> save lives. The other, bo- the other bomb says expose the bomb and ruin your life. I guess I don't know. I, I didn't really think that right, went out that. I well. got one. Broke. That was good though, just because it's very easy to picture Richard Jewell sweating. <laughs> Broke colon. My favorite descendant of Cornelius Vanderbilt is Anderson Cooper. Woke colon. 
my favorite descendant of Cornelius Vanderbilt is T- Timothy Oliphant. Bespoke Cohen. My favorite descendant of Cornelius Vanderbilt is Gloria Vanderbilt. What? <laughs> really? Who's Gloria Vanderbilt? Anderson Cooper's mom. She sold jeans and she was a socialite in like the 70s. Is Timothy hmm. Oliphant related to the Vanderbilts? Yeah, he's a descendant of the Vanderbilts. That's so sick. Um, I went to... Uh, my buddy used to work at Vanderbilt University. I went over there to see him. It was cool. Did you see Timothy Olivant's statue right next to the Richard Jewell statue? <laughs> <laughs> the Richard Jewell statue causes such a mass gravitational pull that you actually can't see it. Because if you see it, it will suck you in like a black hole. Because he was a fat man. <laughs> It's so mean what we're saying to about him. No, but um, we love Richard Jewell. We love Dick Jewell. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let me think here. What Dude, is it sad that is it sad that he died before the electronic cigarette came along? That would have been a sick marketing campaign. He would have been an amazing spokesman. Dude, in this level of irony, <laughs> Richard Jewell would have done a Jewell campaign. Absolutely. That would have been sick, dude. Puffing on a jewel. Or the big move would have been if Richard Jewell went for puff bars. Like if they were like puff bars, (laughs) they're good enough for Richard Jewell. The the true jewel. It would have been like when they. It would have been like when uh, when Sprint snagged the Verizon guy. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that would have been fucking traitor. Uh, Wait, I had another one. Okay, old grandma. She confused grandma. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, in when I was when I was younger, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Clint Eastwood was just an actor and a, a good man. And then the woman's like, "Okay, grandma, it's time mm. for bed." All right, nice. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> time for bed, grandma. Wandering. Oh, oh, I got one. I got one. Let me redo it. Old grandma walking with the woman, young woman. When I was younger, her name was Ellen Page. <laughs> I mean, that is not related to this show. Okay, grandma, <laughs> go to bed now. All right, ready? Uh, wandering Eyed Boyfriend. The boyfriend is the series finale podcast. The yes. girlfriend is the show we're supposed to be talking about, Justified. <laughs> He's looking at... Jokes about Richard Jewell's physique. <laughs> okay, that's the me minute. That's the me minute. Um, all right, let's do Deepak Chopra moment. Yeah, Deepak Chopra moment. Something we liked about the show. I guess I will... Um, I'm going to go first, and it's going to be pretty obvious. I've telegraphed it the entire time. Both on... Uh, both on The Shield and on this show, Walton Goggins has blown me away. His presence, his acting, his look. I think I might try to start stalking and try to have a sexual relationship with Walton Goggins. I bet you could. Because I just think that he's everything that a man could be. John Cena is going to be very upset about this. He's going to be like, that guy is, I guess he's ugly. I can't really figure it out. <laughs> uh, my Deepak Chopra moment would be... Um, I mean, this show sucked ass, so um, <laughs> I, I guess I liked the scene where, where the duel scene. The duel scene was cool. 
My sure, yeah, that was cool. Deepak Chopra moment is the color correction. I like the warm hues <laughs> in the saturation <laughs> of the editor. I think the video editor did a nice job. That's wow, Zach, that's a that I gotta say, I'm impressed with you pulling that out. Like when you don't like anything about the show and you realize that it's the color tone. That's it good. looks pretty good though, right? <laughs> it, like I agree. <laughs> um, let's do a role play. I want to be the actor Walton Goggins. Okay. I'll be Vito. I want to be... <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I'll be Richard Jewell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my uh, god! Hey, is hey. this the is this the right hotel room? Oh, oh my god! This is the hotel room, yeah. right? Oh my god! There's there's some sort of device in the corner over there. No, that's just my blood pressure medication. I have to take it to get in the right <laughs> mood. Oh, oh, sorry. I, let me cough up. I got a cough here. <laughs> well, now I sound more like myself. <laughs> oh, okay, that's what you sound like. Are you sure? Are you sure you're gonna be able to sound like that for the rest of our time together? Yeah. Yes. There's some sort of mechanism in the corner. Well. Uh, I saw you guys were pretty close by in Grinder, so I thought I'd pop over and, you know, have a quick sexual liaison with you two. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, my account got banned from... My account got banned from Grinder because I associate with Clint Eastwood. That's too bad, you know. I actually kind of know Clint Eastwood. I'm a Hollywood actor. What's your Walton name? Walton Goggins. You I've never heard of you. Well, I'm a Hollywood Walton actor, Goggins. too. Joseph G. N. Scully. I was in The Sopranos. Do you want a photo of me? It costs oh. $25. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to that. If I mean, if we have a good sexual encounter, I, I could be open to I that. I actually so make a lot of my living getting photographs uh, with men who meet me on hookup apps, apps because they felt that I, I was a good portrayal of a leather daddy. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I have a real sexual perversion for just men who are grossly grossly overweight like you guys whoa whoa cool it. i've been working on it yeah and i've been i haven't been working on it to be honest i'm really into the healthy at every size to movement be, to be honest i was lying i haven't been working on it either <laughs> but if you don't well, maybe you guys instead like of that. working on it, you could work in me, if you know what I'm saying. Let me start stripping Do down. You want me to fist your anus? I didn't say that. <laughs> that seems, that's like jumping ahead a little bit. Oh, you want to start with light petting? Um, yeah, I mean, I thought we could lightly pet. Maybe I could like um, sculpt a little small statue versions of you guys in the nude. To start things off. That would be cool. There's Did not you enough bring... material. You, you don't have enough material. That's rude, Richard. Vito, can we order some? Can we? Can you give a? Can we order some room service, Vito? Um, well, it depends. I didn't really bring a lot of cash, so if the bellhop—oh my god, are you serious? If the bellhop wants to like pay for a photo with me, then we can probably get a sandwich. I don't no, tip. This so. is ridiculous, guys. Come on. No one, are you guys this hard up on for money that you're going to be hassling bellhops for $25? I mean, you were on a really successful TV show. I mean, shouldn't you know? And you, Richard Jewell, you're famous. I don't get why you would need money. Well, because I'm, they, my, I'm famous because my life was ruined by the big corporations. Yeah, lucky you. You're well, raking your in all that be- cancel culture money. 
well, fat guys like me just get put into the periphery. It's good to be a I fat woman you... like Lizzo, but nobody wants to hire the white male version of Lizzo. Don't you talk about Lizzo that way. <laughs> okay, if, if we're going to do this, Walter, I need you to put a bag over your face because you're truly disgusting to look at. My name is Walton, not Walter. A lot of people oh, make that was... stupid, idiotic mistake. Well, Richard Jewell can't That's... read, so I don't know why you were so rude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read good. My brain is small. Diabetes affects fat. his ability to read. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, well, I'm so grateful. I'm ready. F- I'm grateful that you guys want to have sex with me, even though I've lost two of my limbs to diabetes. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was the left leg and the right <laughs> arm. I would think it would be... <laughs> <laughs> it's not as those are weird choices but thankfully you still have two legs if you know what i mean richard because my cock is huge yeah you had a third leg that's what i was implying <laughs> well so um, let me just put my duffel bag penis. down and uh just go ahead and ignore any ticking noises that you might hear because there's nothing going on there <laughs> Oh, oh my God, Vito! We better run because that bomb's got only minutes to go off. But, I don't but run. We're not. We're not quick enough. <laughs> we only got two hours to get out of here. We're never gonna make it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you gonna? That was show? a good line. Ended on. Yeah, we ended on a uh, high note there. It took a while to get there, but we got it there. It took a long time. Uh, I give. I, I'm gonna give the finale of Justified. I give it a six. Uh, it was it was definitely a disappointment for me. I had high hopes because I liked Timothy Oliphant. But once again, Walton Goggins is the bright spot. <laughs> I give it a 0.5. Hard to follow. Not huge on police procedurals or like bad boys slash rogue cops. I think we need fewer shows glorifying that. But the color correction was expertly done. So I'll give it that. Um, yeah, I give the show a zero as well. I was really <laughs> uninterested and I thought it sucked. Okay. <laughs> Good night, America. Good night.